Welcome to the Vol Bros. We are two bros. My name is Evan. This is my brother Rustin, who are two Vol Bros who are actually bros. It's sad that I still trip up over the intro to the thing that I wrote. So um, we, uh, we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, man, what a night for the Vols. This was a huge win for many reasons, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, as always, we're going to open up after we talk about, you know, give our thoughts. We're going to open it up, post a link in the comments. If you'd like to join us on screen, you can. Uh, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter right now. So plenty of opportunities to join us. Um, for all the people who seem to come out of the woodwork every time the Vols lose a, a you know a nationally prominent game, talking about you know Rick Barnes can't win the big game and stuff. It's a rough night for those folks tonight. Uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a big win, very big win. So, Rustin, what were your initial reactions to? Uh, the basketball is beating Texas 82 71 tonight, which I think that score actually is deceptive. I, I don't think it was as close as the score would indicate. Yeah, I've, I think probably the thing that stood out to me the most as I was just looking through all the stat lines and everything, um, we only turned them over nine times. Um, that's for the number, no, first of all, for the best defensive team in the country to only force nine turnovers and still score 82 and win double win by double figures means our offensive execution was just unbelievable. Um, that means we were extremely efficient on the offensive end. We didn't really have wasted possessions. We were, we were finding ways to score points on every possession and kudos to Texas. I, I tell you, I, I would not want to be in Texas's bracket in March that that team that team has a lot of fight. That team's crazy tough. We did a fantastic job not allowing them to get hot from three tonight. They end up shooting just just under 30% from three, which is way below their average. So, you know, great job by Tennessee defensively to get up on shooters and not let them have any good looks. If you think back through the game, even the threes that they made, they were all very contested, and they've got some guys that can still make it. Um, but we definitely made it hard for them to, to hit shots. And I, I, I think it was, I think it was our most complete game of the year. Um, you know, I, we've had some great games this year. We've played some really good basketball, but I felt like this was the most all around complete game we've had. You know, I totally agree. And when you look at just the results overall from today in the SEC big 12 challenge, uh, it started off not looking good for the SEC, especially with the Alabama game. Man, I hate that for them. Uh, but when you when you think about this day, somebody even tweeted, I can't remember who it was, but somebody tweeted, the SEC needs Tennessee to win tonight uh, after how the early afternoon games went. And when you think about Tennessee's season so far, they've now beaten Kansas and Texas in the same year. Two, you know, two of the best teams in the Big Twelve, and Tennessee has beaten both of them. Um, this is a this is a impressive win for Tennessee. Um, we got some folks chiming in in the comments here. Uh, Zach said, "What's up, Vol fam? Great win, absolutely." Braden said, "What's up? Uh, what's good, Vol Nation? Got here early. That's what I'm talking about." Um. So right now, right now the Big Twelve is winning the uh, the Big Twelve SEC Challenge five to three. 
and Kansas is currently beating Kentucky and Oklahoma state is currently obliterating Ole Miss. Um, Mm. so odds are the big 12 is going to win this thing seven games to three. So Tennessee getting an impressive win over Texas definitely helped the conference on a really bad day. Well, and, and this morning on college game day, the basketball version of college game day, Jay Billis said something interesting. And I, when they, when he first said it, I was like, I don't know about that. But then after the results of the day played out and Bama lost really bad, um, his words became more true as the day went on this morning, Jay Billis on college game day said, this is an opportunity for Tennessee to solidify number one seed in the tournament. Now, Tennessee on Monday is probably going to be ranked um, at least uh, (laughs) uh, Braden said Joe Milton went crazy on college game day. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He threw that one ball, man. It, it, like the upper deck, that was incredible. Zach uh, said he thought we'd won four so far. So far, the only games the SEC's won is Missouri over Iowa State, Tennessee over Texas, and Mississippi State in overtime over TCU. Hmm. Um. Yeah, they. I think they did put up a screen or a, a caption or graphic on that game. They Maybe did been incorrect. Yeah, ESPN kept posting the wrong thing. <laughs> Um, Which is unfortunate considering it's their series. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that that uh, that statement from Billis, you know, when you think about it, Bama goes down today, so Tennessee's going to be ranked higher than them. At the very least, they're going to be number three, could be number two on Monday. And, I mean, here's the deal. From that point forward, it's theirs to lose at that point. You know, it, it's, um, you know, just like, just like uh, at, at the end of the football season, Tennessee controlled their own destiny, essentially. I mean, they had that they needed somebody to lose, and that ended up happening twice. Um, two teams lost there in the championship week, but Tennessee controlled their essentially controlled their own destiny. You went out and you're in the playoff. Everybody pretty much knew that. Well, we saw what happened. So it's it's gonna it it is now the same scenario for the basketball team if they do what they're supposed to do from here on out, even if they don't win the SEC tournament, if they control the rest of the regular season, they will be a number one seed in the, in the, in March madness. So, so Ken Palm just ranked Tennessee number one in the country. I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, For those of you who don't, for those of you who don't follow Ken Palm.com, that is um, one of the top analytical, um, organizations in the country and the NCAA selection committee pays attention to Ken Palm that that's one of the things they use in their, in their decision-making process um, because it is completely statistical. And he, as of right now has um, Tennessee as the number one team in America. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. And Zach was reminiscing with us there about football. Yep. Totally. We don't talk about that anymore. (laughs) <laughs> snapping clear should i say that that was a butchism maybe i shouldn't yeah. say that too um but yeah i agree zach i mean it, they, it was in their hands and so now the basketball team's in the same situation it's in their hands can they finish it out so we always do this our player of the game 
I don't know. I'm torn on this one. I'm 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 never very decisive on this, but who's your player of the game, Rustin? I ripped him the other night, so I've got to pick him now. Um, like I said the other night, when he shows up, he is the best. He is the best post player in the SEC. I know there's Oscar Shibway, blah, blah, blah. Olivier can be the absolute best post player in the SEC. He's the most athletic. He has the best range. He has the versatility to play inside out. And when he decides to show up, he's the best player on the court. It doesn't matter who they're playing. And tonight, the pride of Helsinki, Finland, finally showed up in a big game. And what happened? 27 points, eight boards. He dominated the entire night. And... I've just realized I didn't have our names displayed. Rustin updated his name this evening in honor of Olivier Kamwa. So uh, that's what I'm talking about. Um, my player of the game. Now, I think game is an important word here because if we were doing player of the second half, it'd be Zakai Ziegler. Uh, man, he just took over. There was a, there was about a five-minute stretch in the second half where he was just, he was just like, okay, I'm going to take over the game now and just dominated for a little bit there. Uh, but since it's player of the game, um, and, and Zach said he agreed with you about Olivier. Uh, and yes, actually, Zach asked it. They, did they rank him over Purdue? They did. Ken Palm did. He actually, actually just ranked Ken him. Palm, Ken Palm dropped Purdue to number four. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, they weren't super impressive over their win over Michigan State a couple um, now again, it's not the Associated Press poll. When the when the AP poll comes out, Purdue right. will probably stay number one. Tennessee will yeah. probably move up to number two. Um, we're talking about Ken Palm, and and that is completely analytics. It's completely statistical, and I mean it's it's based on real live stats. And statistically, he's saying Tennessee is the number one team in America. Braden said, "Come on, is his player of the game too." So, like I said, if I were if I were given the award out based on one half, then Zakai Ziegler would be my player of the second half. <laughs> but since it's player of the game, uh, yes. So Elijah just said, "Wait, so Tennessee is number one on Kim Pump? That is yes, correct. They, yes, yes. They just updated the rankings about fifteen minutes ago. Um, so my player of the whole game would be Olivier Kamwa because. I mean, he by far his best game. It was an interesting statement from Rick Barnes after the game. Somebody was talking to in one of the press conference. They were asking about Olivier's performance and everything. And Rick said, you know, he said, I love Olivier. Or he called him, oh, I love O. I really do. And he said, we've had some really tough conversations over the year, including just a couple weeks ago, because tonight is what he could be. And I was like, man, that's what I'm talking about. Um, I, that That's what I'm talking about. So, that he was my player of the game, but even in the first half, Zakai made it was such a smart, intelligent basketball play. And I get it; they're all basketball play because it's basketball. It's like when somebody's like, "Ah, oh, that's a golf shot. That's a golf shot." Look, it's like uh, Bill Ingvall says, "Of course, it's a golf shot." Like he just hit a golf ball, you know that kind of thing. Um, uh oh, Rustin, we may have uh, Finland invaded Rustin's uh, computer there for a second. Um, so, you know, of, co- of course it's a golf shot. He just hit a golf ball. So of course it's a basketball play because they're playing basketball, but Zakai made such a smart basketball play in the first half. 
it was probably it was right before the under 12 timeout i believe and so right before that under 12 timeout he's bringing the ball up the court and car i can't remember car's first name for texas but uh car's running trailing him zakai knows it and you've seen zakai do this before but he stops on a dime and makes car run right into the back of him picks up a second foul on car yeah. you know 70 something feet away from the rim and i mean it's just a, a really really smart play a really smart play and that's a, that was actually a very important moment in the game yeah. because car had the car was their leading score coming into tonight and he had to leave the game for an extended period of time in the first half that's that's a it's it's a subtle small little thing but that was a really really smart play by z and it got their leading score out of the game. That, that that can't go under, or not mentioned, I should say. Mm-hmm. So, play of the game. What was your play of the game? My play of the game is actually a minute and six seconds long. Um, it's a long play. With, yeah. Um, with <laughs> the shot two clock minutes, is not that long. <laughs> <laughs> with with two minutes and fifty four seconds left in the first half. Zakai Ziegler scored eight points in one minute and six seconds. And, and that was honestly the differentiator. It's what sent us into the locker room comfortably ahead. You could see him come out of the locker room confident, knowing that they had this thing done. And I mean, anytime you're in the final four minutes of a half and a guy scores eight points in one minute, that's a heck of a minute. Yep. So my play of the game was very soon in the first half. You know, Olivier had two of her first uh, six points, and then Josiah hit a couple buckets. You know, he couldn't he he couldn't miss at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And then they they came down the court and ran a, a design play to get a oop to Kamwa. Man, it was pretty. That was pretty. And so that was my play of the game because that really that was that was his I think his third and fourth points of the night, and from that point forward it was the Kamwa show. So uh, that that was um that was my play of the game. It kind of set the tone for the evening. So that that would be my play of the game. Sure. Um, I'm going to put in the uh, in the comments now. I'm going to put the link if you would like to join us. So we've had a couple other comments come through, so I'll put those up on the screen too. Uh, but I just put on YouTube and Facebook the link to join us. And now I'm going to do the same thing on Twitter. There it is. All right. And so now the link to join us is also on Twitter. And uh, so a couple of the, the things that had come through, Zach said, let's be honest, was anyone scared at first when ZZ was put back out there in starting lineup? That's a great question. I mean, okay, so uh, let's talk about that for a second because that's a really good question. Uh, he said his his play of the game is the back-to-back threes. Um, so that question about Zakai, that's a really good question because at the beginning of this year, Zakai actually requested to come off the bench. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be in the starting lineup. The he plan was in the was, starting lineup for yeah, the first The plan game. was for him to be the starter all year, and he asked to go to the bench. So I, I I think that's a good question by Zach because I mean I, I'm not Zakai, but apparently he felt comfortable being the sixth man. Yeah. And 
he his play just mandated that he be on the court. I mean, that's that's the bottom line there. Um, let's let's move on to our our last two things. We got two quick announcements, and and I'm really excited about these. Uh, I think this is really ex- a cool thing. <laughs> I just saw your name pop up again. Welcome to Helsinki. That's that's funny. I it just struck me again there. Uh, next Friday we have, so as you all know, we've already had coach Lance Decker on our show. That was awesome. It was so much fun. And Rustin and I, when we, or excuse me, when the pride of Finland and I started, mm-hmm. uh, this, this, uh, please, this please address me by my pre- correct name. Yeah, that's my fault. Uh, <laughs> when we started this podcast, we had a list of names that we, you know, just brainstorming that we we're like, man, how that'd be awesome if we had that person on the show one day or. You know, that kind of thing. And, and some of it was a pipe dream, but it quickly became a reality, which is awesome. And so this upcoming Friday, the one and only Mark Nagy is going to join our show. Uh, if you do not follow Mark Nagy on Twitter, I'm just going to do you solid right now. Go find him on Twitter at Mark Nagy and follow that man on Twitter. He is hilarious. He is so good. Uh, very still involved at Tennessee. Um and knows so many people still within the athletic department. Uh, he and Reed Carringer do a preview show every year still uh, before the season. So we're going to, he's going to join us. We're going to talk about his book decade of dysfunction and it is, it, you're going to love hearing from Mark Nagy. I'm, I'm very, very excited to, to have him on the show. Uh, looks like, looks like Zach has joined us here. Uh, Zach, I'm going to bring you on. He has a, the real UT. That's what I'm talking about. The real UT. That's right. <laughs> Zach, I'm going to ask you two questions, man. Uh, what were your thoughts about tonight's game and who was your player of the game? Oh, you already said Olivier. So tell us why he was your player of the game tonight, too. Uh, well, first of all, my thoughts of the game was just total dominance. Yeah, we won by 12, but we really could have won by like 30. I mean, <laughs> it's just total dominance from start to finish. And the reason that Olivier Comor, hopefully I'm saying his name right, um, yep. is my player of the game. Is like you, you've always seen him make good plays, but you've always seen that make him make those "oh man, what are you doing?" type of plays like, as well. And he wasn't doing that; he was just um, getting the ball and shooting it, or finding his teammates. And that dunk, I think, it was in the second half. When Sakai Cedro feed him the ball, yep, that was amazing. And I know yeah. I said back to back threes was my play of the game, but if I'm really thinking about it, that was actually my play of the game. So I'm glad you mentioned that that alley oop as well because when when he went up to get that, I thought he was too far away from the rim. I didn't think he was going to be able to dunk it. I thought he'd have to either just lay it up or come down and then go back up. And he just kind of. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he did it. He kind of just moved through the air <laughs> and and yeah. made it to the rim and was still able to to jam it. And that 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 was an impressive play because when he caught the ball, he was a good distance from the rim there. So that, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was that was an incredible play. Um, yeah, I thought he was trying to go over the um, back back court and be test his ball, but somehow he caught it and dunked it. Yeah, it was really, really impressive. How happy are you for Rick Barnes that he beat the the former employer? It, it was good. I, I mean, 
anytime you can beat someone that you coached with or played with, you get that little extra oomph to go on with the um, season. And now you can go on about the SEC games and with Absolutely. a little now. Absolutely. It's kind of the, got the monkey off his back because they didn't beat him last year when they played him, and so they got to beat him this year. And so oh, I was happy for Rick. <laughs> I was happy for Rick that he got to beat him. Well, Zach, man, thank you so much for joining us. We love having you on here, and we appreciate you joining us on the on the screen. That's awesome, man. You got any other last thoughts for us? Oh uh, yeah, I w- want to ask, what did you get that hat at? I've been looking at it the past two <laughs> um, shows now, and I just like. I've been looking for one just like that. What, what did you get yours at? Vallshop.com. Vallshop.com? Okay. I go and buy me one. <laughs> well, thank uh, you so much, Zach, for joining us. We appreciate you, man. Uh, I'll be on, on uh, YouTube. That sounds good, buddy. Hey, we appreciate you. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks, man. That's so cool. We love it when Zach joins us. Um, so last announcement of the night and uh this is let me can i add one thing to mark nagy Um, for those for those of you who don't know who mark nagy is he's been in sports information sports anchor sports reporting all kinds of sports media in knoxville for 29 years um he is he is known in the sports media realm in knoxville he is he is highly respected um and decade of dysfunction decade of dysfunction was really something that probably most of the sports media in Knoxville wanted to write, but only, (laughs) but only Mark Nagy because of his role at the time was able to write. Um, so it, it is, it's an incredible book. If you haven't read it, I would encourage you get on Amazon, buy it, read it real fast before next Friday. Um, I'll be very interested to see what all he actually can talk about and what he can't. Um, because he, he absolutely knows all of the inner secrets of what happened over that 10 years. Um, and, and he was present for a lot of it. So that, that is going to be an amazing show. Yeah. I'm really, really excited to have him on here. Uh, just a super nice guy and he's hilarious. I mean, he, okay. I know how a lot of people might know him. If you've ever seen the the Brady Hoke tweets about like some, there's this guy who's always tweeting like to every school that has a coaching vacancy about, um, you know, all caps. Like I, I know the environment we live in. I can be your coach. I can, that's Mark Nagy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super excited to have him. Which goes back um, to decade of dysfunction because that was actually tweeted or uh, texted to the athletic director at the time when Brady Hoke was politicking to be the head football coach at Tennessee. <laughs> yep uh let's see elijah just made a comment he said the fact that tennessee's defensive efficiency is five points better than number two in that statistical category is crazy yep. me yeah that's a legit point as soon that, as that, he's as soon as he posted that i looked it up he's right kim palm now has adjusted the numbers the number two defense in america is actually UCLA now. Houston dropped to number three. UCLA's adjusted defensive score is 88.8. No, St. Mary's is actually 88.7. 
um, Houston and UCLA are 88.8, 88.9. Tennessee is 83.7. Yeah, and that, I mean, that may not seem like a lot, but if you look at it, it's, I mean, we're in tenths of points separating teams, and yet number one is five points ahead. Uh, I mean, that's, his, he's saying his Sean Rutgers is number two. Um, you know, three to five points ahead, depending on what, you know, source you're looking at or, or ranking you're looking at. That's incredible. Uh, and that's one thing that you hear Dick Vitale said on the, on the broadcast tonight. Every single person on College Game Day said it this morning. Uh, Dane Bradshaw said it, you know, the other night on the game. Of course, everybody's like, well, Dane's a former pl- you know, player. I get that. Every single person, the, one of the first things they say about Tennessee is this is the best defense in the country. Yeah, I didn't see Rutgers. Apparently, they suck on offense because um, they're way down the list. But defensively, they're at 86.7. So, yeah, he's right. Um, but still, three points better than the next closest team is just yeah. unheard of um, in these rankings. That's awesome. Well, well, that's what I'm talking about, Elijah. That's some good stat work right there, buddy. Uh, let's see. Braden said, anyone else excited for baseball season? Absolutely. 20 days to Arizona. How awesome was it that uh, Tony Vitello comes walking in the gym tonight with a, a cut-off sleeve jersey? <laughs> Euro um, jersey. Yeah. That was hilarious. And then Rustin saw right after the game ended, apparently uh, – as soon as the, the, as soon as the game ended, Zakai walks over to Vitello and daps him up there on the sideline. You know, give him a handshake on the sideline. <laughs> That's awesome. That athletic department, man, the way the way it's jiving right now and gelled together, it's incredible. Well, even Josh Heupel, for those of you who haven't seen it, during a timeout, they brought Josh Heupel and the twenty three signing class out to introduce him to the crowd. And standing probably twenty five to thirty feet from the Texas bench. Heupel ends his announcement to the crowd with, let's keep showing him who the real UT is and what the right color of orange is. <laughs> and he's standing right next to their bench. It's it's just unbelievable. And Elijah said, you know, the fact that they're that many points ahead in defense, defensive efficiency, absolutely. It's wild, man. It's incredible. It's Elijah, you get the MVP award tonight for stat work. That's what I'm talking about. That was a good job, buddy. I love it. Um. Uh, that, amen. Amen. No better time we are, than We are 20 days away from baseballs playing Arizona in the MLB uh, Classic. And we are actually 13 days away from the softballs tip it, or tipping off first pitch. Um, <laughs> so it's spring is here. Doesn't feel like it, but spring is here. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to show everybody, I'm at, we're both pretty excited about this. Uh, as of, or I finished it really today. We finished it today. It was actually live last night. But uh, so if you came across it last night, I appreciate that. Keep going to the site, please. <laughs> uh, but as of today, it's 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 done. Boom! Thevolbros.com, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Thevolbros.com. Uh, I'm super excited about this. We got our, our YouTube channel auto feeding this page. So you can always find out what we got. You got meet the bros, uh, us there, our, our Instagram feed, feeding the page, our sponsors. Hey, gingermmt.com, Ginger Marvelous Mouse Travels. 
best travel agent in the world right there in my opinion uh let's see we got uh our contact us down there a little button if you want to help support the channel that'd be awesome uh up here at the top we got a link to our audio podcast and so if you uh if you ever want to find you know you can find our audio podcast on spotify anchor because anchor's owned by spotify uh google Podcasts, apple Podcasts. I think Radio Public is there's like seven of them, and I can even remember them all. Um, so you can find them all on those, or you can just go to boom, thevalbros.com, and there's every single one of them in the audio format. Uh, up here at the top, also, you still got the shop button, which links directly to our shop. And it's either going to be tomorrow or the next day. I just showed it to Rustin tonight. I just finished a new design, basketball design. It's pretty cool looking. I, I really like it. And so I'll be putting that on there, but we got all the stuff on there, man. That's some good looking stuff. This is still, I think one of my most, our most underrated products right here. I love this 5249. Never forget because the playoff committee will, <laughs> I love that. And notice the placement of the football. I love that. That is awesome. Right where Chase McGrath's field goal went through. So um, check those out so many different options come in so many different colors and everything man it's just a bomb thevalbros.com now live right after we were talking about baseball um zach asked the question will that game be on tv i'm assuming he's talking about that arizona game um so that's the mlb desert invitational which is actually a a pretty big deal that Tennessee's playing in that. Um, so February 17th, they play Arizona. February the, February 18th, they play Grand Canyon. And both of those games will actually be on MLB Network. Um, MLB Network's going to cover those. And then February the 19th, they play UC San Diego. And that's going to be streamed on MLB.com. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. It'll be cool to see how the starting rotation works itself out and um that's gonna be what do you mean as if we don't know who it is <laughs> well i can tell you who's throwing the first pitch in game one i can tell you who the first three games are it's dolander burns and beam it's not it's not gonna change <laughs> poor xander Seacrest is gonna be the midweek starter for the rest of his life <laughs> well that's fair um, it was interesting though. If you uh, saw in, in Vitello's preseason press conference, it was like I think two days ago, I think it was, they were asking him about it and he was super, super high on the incoming freshman. Uh, he was saying that the, the freshman pitching, uh, you know, newcomers, I guess you could call them, uh, that he is really, really excited to see them throw. Um, I mean, I'm guessing they're probably going to come out of the bullpen, you know, most of the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Hey, pitching wins, man. That's that's the key. And we got and here's the crazy thing. You know, Seth Halverson's kind of the forgotten man in this, but people forget that coming into last year, Seth Halverson was supposed to be second in the rotation, and he got hurt before games ever started and ended up redshirting. Yep. But he's back, so yep. it'll be fascinating to see where he fits into this because he beat out two of these guys in last year right um it's uh what's that phrase i'm looking for in my head a uh an embarrassment of riches you know that too yeah 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 but it's an embarrassment of riches we're super excited about it um zach has you still had some t-shirts hey man absolutely he said 
He said, cool, I'll check it out. We got we got coffee mugs, we got hoodies, we got aprons on there, we got uh uh cell phone cases, t-shirts. Uh man, we got all kind it's awesome. It is, I mean, personal bias here, but it's an awesome site. Uh it is absolutely the place to be and then on the ballbros.com. Uh he's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Elijah said best pitching staff in the country by a mile. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. And let's be honest now. We're going to take our orange colored glasses off for a second. Is there anybody in the country that can even compare as far as the entire pitching staff with what Tennessee has? There's just not. I mean, there's just not. Because now you even have guys like Camden Sewell who's back. Uh, is this this is his super senior year, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Volley fingers. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's back too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a mm-hmm. super senior or just a, a fourth year? Fourth year. Then you've got this oh. freshman class. You got Seth Halverson. You got Xander Seacrest. I mean, poor Xander Seacrest, he could be the ace at most every other school in the SEC, and he's our midweek starter. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Um, the, it's probably the, like next, a, probably the next closest would probably be LSU, maybe Florida State. Um, but uh, it's a big drop-off. I mean, when, when MLB.com is predicting that Dolander, Burns, and Beam are all going to be first-round draft picks, and that's your rotation. <laughs> I mean, when has that ever happened? That's that's nice. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Um, Elijah said, hopefully we can make it to Omaha this year. Oh, man. Oh, man. If we don't, the yeah. wheels fell off because pitching wins championships and we've got more of it than we can count. And I agree. We should have been there last year. Yeah. It's heartbreaking that we weren't. And I'm hoping... I'm hoping that they're using that as fuel and that Tony Vitello, every time they start feeling good about themselves, reminds them, uh, hey, <laughs> we're not at Omaha yet. And that's that should be the that should be the phrase. We're not at Omaha yet, you know, the whole time. Like, man, we gotta make it to Omaha this year. Um, let's see. Zach said there are some, I won't say who rip you out, like our our merch. Hey, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. <laughs> but, hey, I will say this. I'm going to show this again. Here's how you know if it's legit or not. So on the back of most of the apparel, we got a little hashtag GBO at the Volbros on the top, right right at the back of the top of each shirt. I should have brought my battered Vol Syndrome Survivor shirt up here. Um, somebody actually today tweeted out, uh, batter ball syndrome setting in seeing all these big 12 teams beat the sec teams <laughs> before the game started so this is one of our best best selling shirts right here I, I, this actually is our best selling shirt battered ball syndrome survivor and on the back i was actually wearing this shirt yesterday uh hashtag go big orange at the vol bros we have another version of this as well it's it's like a it's like a seal kind of looking batter ball syndrome survivor <laughs> i like that one too and on the back boom you got the go big orange at the Vol Bros. So, uh, hey, that's how you know it's legit right there. If it's got it on the back, that's legit. Um, we got all kinds of stuff on there. Man, look at that coffee mug. I want that coffee mug, and I'm going to put it on this shelf right back there. 
that shelf right back there. That's where I'm going to put it. Um, I love that home sweet home one. That's a good looking one. We got orange bowl ones on there. The best orange, the champions orange. Good stuff. That TriStar State one. Uh, that's people's typically their, you know, one of their favorite, our people's favorite designs on there. So cool stuff. Let's see what other comments we had come in. This is awesome, man. I love all the comments. It's fantastic. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, Braden said, Hey, I heard Josh Heupel, Rick Barnes, and Tony Vitello are offering free whoopings if any other schools are interested. I'm guessing he's referencing the uh, the meme that was going around with uh, <laughs> um, Heupel with his feet propped up, all of them on the table there with the sign. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I was just looking through Tennessee's baseball schedule. The home opener, bless. Alabama A&M has to come in for a doubleheader in Knoxville for the home opener. Is that midweek or weekend? Um, I'm not positive. Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so midweek doubleheader. Um, this is the same Alabama A&M that we set scoring records on last year. Um, <laughs> Wasn't one of them like 26 to one or something? Yeah, the, I don't know why we do this. <laughs> like, why, why, why do we bring these schools in and do this to them? Um, I think one of the games last year, we'll have to look it up. One of the games last year was like 26 to one. Yeah. In baseball. <laughs> like, we like missed baseball. an extra point. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, uh, Dallas's kicker. Um, that, well, I just said that poor team. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Uh, Zach said, I think baseball and softball go to Omaha. Hey, that's certainly a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, that's certainly that's a possibility. Oh, Elijah said he thinks the 26 to one game was against Iona. Yeah, that was, that's a good it point. Because, yeah. The first, like the first week of the season, they were beating teams like the, 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 the cumulative score from the first week was something like 128 to seven or something like that. It was crazy. I, I remember sitting there seeing that last year, and I was like, "Alabama A and M was in a midweek." Alabama A and M was a midweek game yesterday last year, and we beat them fourteen to one. There you and, go. And now that I think about it, I remember that game. We didn't play any of our starters and still beat them fourteen to one. Man, <laughs> Vitello was already in midseason form in his. Uh... Oh, yeah, no doubt. Elijah said that team was historic. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I'll tell you what, though, the the two freshman outfielders they have, when you hear Tony Vitello yesterday sitting on a stage comparing them to Drew Gilbert and Jordan Beck, that's some pretty high praise. Well, I loved when he was talking about Blake Burke, which still, I'm going to say, you know what? There probably will not be a time on this show when we talk about Blake Burke that I don't mention how beautiful his swing is, how smooth his swing is. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like King Griffey Jr. I mean, like it, it was just, it's that smooth, but you know, in that press conference, Vitello said, you know, you got Blake Burke over here sitting, waiting his time when really he should have be probably starting at first base all season long. But, and Vitello said, but we had a 39 year old, uh, Luke over there, you know, <laughs> Luke Lipsius over there. <laughs> it cracked me up. 39 year old. That was great. Uh, so I, I can find the schedule utsports.com. Although I will say I'm a little agitated at utsports.com. They still have not updated the roster. That team takes the field in 20 days and it still has last year's roster on the school website. 
Yeah, that's not good. I need to update that thing. Um, but the schedule is correct. Oh, man. Thank you, Braden. You just gave us a question that we can turn into a clip and post on YouTube later this week <laughs> from this episode. That is a fantastic question. In y'all's opinion, who are the best VFLs in the NFL, NBA, and MLB right now? Well, I think the NBA one would probably be the easiest one. I would go Grant Williams. That's currently in the NBA. Oh, my goodness. Those other ones are tough. Well, okay, so this leads to another, you know, sad point. Todd Helton got so close to being inducted in the hall. No, don't do it. He was so close, just barely missed the votes. Um, just barely missed it. And so so close. Uh Zach said he's watching Grant Williams right now. <laughs> um that, that would be my pick for NBA. NFL. Oh goodness. It's got to be Trey Smith. I mean, like that, that would be my, my, my vote right now. He's dominating. He's, and yeah. of course he is. That, that would be my vote right now. Well, okay. No, wait a minute. Zach makes a good point. Alvin Kamara. Uh, that, that's, that's a totally. Honestly, point. I, I agree with you. I would go with Trey Smith above Alvin Kamara. The last couple I mean, of seasons, Alvin's been kind of average. Um, Trey Smith's been Pro Bowl every year. I, I think I'd stick with Trey Smith. Trey's he's just dominating on that Chiefs offensive line right now, making poor people look like middle school players out there sometimes, just the way he throws them around. But um, I mean that, that that's a I think those are probably the, them those and uh, baseball. I mean those those three would be the top three for sure, with yeah. Alvin, Trey, and Jawan. MLB, what do you think? Nick Senzel with the Reds. Oh yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, maybe that's, that's maybe maybe Garrett Crochet or with the uh, White Sox, but um, I would probably lean towards Senzel. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good one. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping. Um, Unfortunately, there's only yeah. three former Vols currently in Major League Baseball. We've got about thirty in the minors, but right. only three in the right. pros. Um, it, that, that, so that question right there will be very interesting five years from now mm-hmm. because when you think about five years from now who is going to be in the NFL from all of these teams well like I just said be, we've got about 30 former Vols in the minors right now and a bunch of them are exactly. at AAA so in, um, in five years all those guys are going to be in the pros yep Absolutely. Uh, I mean, from all these different teams, from baseball, basketball, football, all these guys, I mean, from football, you're going to have people like Jalen Hyatt will be in the NFL. Cedric Tillman will be in the NFL. Darnell Wright will be in the NFL. Hendon Hooker, Joe Milton, Nico Iamaliava. Pretty close. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, that, that, that question in five, in five years, Santiago Vescovi will be in the NBA. Uh, yeah. Olivier Kumwa might be in the NBA. 
Julian Phillips will be in the NBA. Grant Williams is by far the best ball in the pros right now in the NBA. But honestly, the next best isn't actually in the NBA right now. He's in the G League, and that's Jordan McRae. Jordan McRae is having an unbelievable year. And I I am stunned that no NBA team has signed him to a 10-day contract just to take a shot. Um, because he's, I mean, he's tearing up the G league. Zach made a good point. He said, CP's on the Falcons. That's a great point, man. What a dynamic athlete. Oh my goodness. You got this huge dude. Yeah. You got this huge dude and he's, (laughs) they've turned him into a running back. I mean, why not just find ways to get the ball in his hands? Absolutely. Uh, Braden said for him, Alvin Kamara, Trey Smith, or Juwan Jennings, NBA Grant Williams and MLB. Same thing, and I think it'll be Drew Gilbert. Trey Lipscomb pretty soon. Yeah, I, I haven't heard any updates on Drew Gilbert's injury. I hope he's doing like well in rehab and stuff. Yeah, he's fine. Um, he's he's at spring training already. Um, so I tell you, speaking of Trey Lipscomb, Trey Lipscomb, the guy who played third base before Trey Lipscomb, Jake Rucker, um, will probably be the Minnesota Twins starting third baseman this upcoming season. He finished the year at AAA, and they were planning on bringing him up. Um, so he'll he'll be at spring training working to win the third base job for the Twins. Braden said, Valus Jones Jr. also had a pretty decent season this year. Yep, he did. Return specialist for sure. Uh, Elijah said, always hard to pronounce Nico's last name. <laughs> I agree. Um, and then Zach said, say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Iyama Leava. Nope, you got worse. No, no. Yes, you did. It's Eal. Me- now you got me messed up. Eal <laughs> Maleava. Eal Maleava. Well, people would know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they would know who I'm talking about. You're if, just if sticking with Nico. Yeah. That's like that meme. You remember that episode of Friends where Phoebe's trying to teach Joey how to speak French? And she's like, say it with me. Jou. And he goes, Jou. She goes, ma, ma, pel, pel, Claude, Claude, je m'appelle Claude, je de fleet flower. <laughs> and so people turned that meme into this. And uh, it said, ia, ia, male, male, ava, ava. And then he goes, ia, male, ava, Nico. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's right. The Vols, actually, if you look at minor league baseball right now, it's it's pretty interesting. So Zach Warren, who pitched at Tennessee, he's at AAA right now for the Phillies. Um, so he'll be at spring training. Um, Christian Stewart, who was an outfielder for the Vols, he's at AAA with the Red Sox. So he's got, I mean, he he's a, actually a pretty high prospect. He's got a good shot of making the Red Sox. Um, Drew Steckenrider who is a pitcher at Tennessee is at triple a with the Mariners. Um, Ben Joyce, you know, the fireman himself, um, got sent directly to double a yeah. right out of the draft, just went straight the to trash double pandas. A for the rocket city trash pandas. <laughs> um, so I fully expect he'll probably start the season at triple a and he might be in the majors before this upcoming season's over. Um, you know, they're not going to, there's only so many bullets in the gun. And when you got 105 well, mile per hour bullets, yeah. they find a way to get you up there as fast as possible. Okay. So here's an interesting question. And I just thought about this. 
and certainly money doesn't play into this at all in any professional athletics. But if it did, uh, do you think, do you think a major league team would bring someone who can throw 105 miles an hour, would they move them up knowing it's going to, at least for a few games, bump up attendance in the stadium? Oh yeah, and sell tickets. If if Ben Joyce could if if Ben Joyce could figure out how to locate his slider, he would be in the majors day one. Because when you can throw 105 miles per hour and then all of a sudden snap one off that bends a little bit at the end, and you can spot it, you're almost unhittable. And the reason that made me think of that was last year when they were out. I think they were in Houston at the beginning of last year playing a three games in Houston. They end up playing Texas and yep. Uh, you know, all these teams. And I think it was UCLA. I could be wrong, but it was another team in the tournament there in Texas in Houston. And they brought in Ben Joyce and all of a sudden the team that had, that was playing the next game, they all walked down the bleachers to get as close as they could. And just it was like a bunch it. of little kids you know, the, the photo is just like a bunch of little kids like looking over, you know, just to see what it looked like to see him throw it that fast. You know, I think it was UCLA's team that did that. I could be wrong, but yeah, um, I think you're right. But that was, you know, that one photo that shows people want to see it, man. Like they want to mm-hmm. see how fast is that really? And I think it just as like a novelty, I think it would sell tickets. And, and so I think, you know, for, for that alone, whatever organization he's in, they want him to succeed. Like they, they want him to, to thrive so that they can bring him up. And weirdly, say, watch the, this dude. Weirdly, the rocket city trash pandas, which is in Huntsville, Alabama is with the angels, which I've never understood. Um, yeah, that's weird. So there was a couple of questions there. Uh, yes. Jordan Beck's at single a in the Rockies organization. He's with the Fresno Grizzlies. Um, Zach asked who got Evan Russell. Evan Russell actually retired from baseball. He played, he played a two little weeks bit. Ago. Last, yeah. He played a little bit last year, um, and just made a life decision that it was time to stop. Um, yep. so he, he actually has retired from baseball. Um, yeah. Basically, if you get on Twitter and find his Twitter account, he gives an explanation on there. Essentially, it was essentially a business decision. He understood yeah. that, you know, it was going to take years for him to move up through. And he probably, uh, he was essentially predicting him out and I can even get, you know, past double a, maybe triple a, that kind of thing. And he decided to step away and he's going to, you know, run some camps and stuff like that for kids. And, and so he, he went into, he went into that on his Twitter account. Um, But yeah, that, that post was no joke. Like at the most two weeks ago when he posted that on Twitter. Yeah. So that was really, that's really fresh news. So that was a good question. I'm glad you asked that. I wouldn't be shocked at all if in the next year or two, we see him as a grad assistant at UT and eventually working into a coaching role there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good point. And I think it, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say this. Drew Gilbert finished single A. He got injured, didn't get to finish the season, but um, he finished single A this past year in the Astros organization with the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. God bless minor league baseball. Yeah. 
the Montgomery biscuits, the Rocket yep. City trash pandas, the Savannah bananas, the Aberdeen iron birds. You got some, oh, you got some Zach, uh, Zach Lingenfelter's at AAA. He's a former pitcher for the Vols. He's at AAA, um, in the, uh, in the Phillies organization, which is the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> a pig is such, it strikes such intimidation into the, the, uh, the you, soul. You haven't seen a home. pig till you've seen an iron pig. Exactly. It <laughs> bumped up a notch when they became iron pigs. Like, Iron Man, nope, Iron Pig. That's what it is. Well, awesome, man. This this was fun. Like we love having people asking questions and stuff. That's the best part of it, man. It's been a blast. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Um, be on the lookout next Friday, February third. Be on the lookout that afternoon. Uh, we'll have. I'll tell y'all what we need to do is get that DB coach from Tulane over Tennessee, especially since he's a VFL. JJ McCleskey. I've been screaming it for months. <laughs> yep. But we, uh, we so appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Um, hey, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. We're so close. We're so close to a thousand. That'd be so cool to reach a thousand. Um, Elijah, we appreciate you joining us, man. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, you're welcome back anytime as always, as always. And so, uh, check out the volbros.com. Oh, I just hit my mic. <laughs> uh, be sure to subscribe. If you haven't already, we'd love you to do that. Like, and share. Hey, text a buddy y'all text a buddy about the Volbros. Uh, we would, we would greatly appreciate that as well. Um, oh, Zach, you're the man. He said, I would subscribe a thousand times. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate Try. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, see if it'll let you <laughs> take a shot. Um, and then Braden said, y'all have a good night. You hope you have a good night too, Braden. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Like I said, be on the lookout Friday afternoon, Friday afternoon, February 3rd interview with Mark Nagy. It's going to be so much fun, man. It's going to be great. Uh, so we appreciate it. Everybody joining us. We hope all of you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Uh, go Vols huge win tonight, potentially setting up a, a number one seed in the next month and a half. So that's, that's going to be a really big next month and a half including a game against Alabama at home in just, just a few days, it seems like now. So uh, we hope everybody has a great evening. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you soon.